Hallelujah. Welcome, everybody. Amen. We got a few more people in the house today. Thank you. Oh, okay. Good morning. I guess. <laughs> All right. I am on. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know what I forgot to mention last week? It caught up with all this mess that's going on in the world. Um, last week was our summit anniversary, 36th anniversary. We started on May 31st in uh, Hodel Acres YMCA, YMCA Outpost YMCA 36 years ago this past Sunday. We started on a Thursday night. We had Thursday night Bible studies back then. We got a few people around still uh, who were at that Bible study, I think. Brenda Mudd, um, Carolyn Barnett was there. And um, of course, uh, Pastor Tracy. And uh, so, summit anniversary. I, I really wanted to open that day. That was my first target opening date, but I was led not to do it on that date, but I wanted to have a celebration, so different kind of celebration, but uh, just rejoice with me for all these years of Summit Church and all that God has done, is doing, and will do here at Summit Church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we're thankful. Lord, I, I'm, I'm thankful for putting me uh, in the ministry. Y'all know y'all in trouble when I sit down. Uh, I, 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 I'm seated so that, so that I can uh, just talk to you, and, and I think I can, I can calm down a little bit more. I mean, I like to get excited and stuff, but I got some information um, that I believe will be a blessing to you, and I appreciate y'all's prayers as I, as I minister from my heart today. And I just want to, this is a little unconventional because we've got uh, most of our Summit family are online. I've got a, a message for the Summit family. And please, um, get your communion elements at home. Uh, I've got a, a, a message primarily for the Summit family, but anybody who you consider yourself a part of Summit. Um, you may be in another area, and you, you uh, believe that you are, not believe you, you consider yourself a member of, of Summit Church. And, and I, I welcome you all. Thank you, Lord. No matter where you are uh, in the world, thank you for being connected with us. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for your support. Man, I, I sense, uh, I know I'm anointed, and I just sense a strong anointing, and, and the Lord will, will help me. And uh, wasn't that a good word uh, from Carla? Just, uh, man, that we are, uh, we're not colorblind. We see all colors. God created all colors, and all colors should be celebrated, right? So, um, so uh, get your uh, communion elements, and I, 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 I've got like two messages today. And I, I want to talk about racism in America through the lens of grace. And what I want to do is just, I don't, pretend and know everything. I don't know everything. I do know what I know, and I'm still learning about things, okay? 
And this is um, a message, again, primarily for the Summit family. Um, and I, I believe the Lord is leading me to, to share some things with you. And, um, and I want you to know, as I have been saying, that Satan is the author of all the racism and all the mess that's going on to get races, to fight against races. In fact, the scriptures predicted this. Jesus uh, said that in, the, in these latter times, nations shall rise against nations. The word nations is ethnos in the Greek is where we get our English word ethnic. So what that means is ethnic groups will rise against ethnic groups. And we will never rat eradicate all racism because it's just a product of the last days. And as long as the, the, uh, people have the nature of Satan, they are going to be racist. Uh, racist will be racist uh, as long as they listen to the devil. And, uh, and, and when now everybody that has Satan's nature uh, uh, is, is not a racist, but, but yet uh, he's the one who causes that. And the answer, the solution is, on the big picture, is get the love of Jesus into people's heart. Because you can't hate another race if you have the love of Jesus in your heart. And that makes our job very, very important. I, I don't want to, before I go into some other things, I, I don't want to, I want to make sure that this is not lost in, in, what I'm, in what I'm saying. It is, we are living in the worst of times in, in, in the area of race, but we're living in the best of times because God is up to something and I'm excited to be a part of it. The church, if we can stand up and be the church, we're the answer to all this mess. Because we have the true love of Jesus in our hearts. And some people just kind of poo-poo the church and uh, think that the church don't matter, but the church does matter. And we need to get this gospel out to more people. And that's my assignment. Because when we can get, we can turn a racist hater into a lover in an instant by giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Um, Acts chapter uh, 6, and I don't know, uh, I may need y'all's help with these slides today because last I checked, I wasn't able to connect to the right Wi-Fi, so... Acts chapter 6, we're going to see some racism in the body of Christ that they dealt with. Um, and racism is a spirit of division. And Satan is behind all of it. He doesn't care about white folks, black folks, nobody. And we're seeing division in the body of Christ. I, I was a part in the early 70s when I was going to, uh, I think it's Timothy Johnson now, but it, it was the uh, uh, Ben Geyer. And uh, I remember race riots when 
they started uh, busing and all of all of that stuff. And um, I remember fighting, and I wasn't a part of it, um, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, I saw whites and blacks fight, fighting in the hallways. I mean, big fights breaking out. Um, and it, it wasn't fun. And uh, that was way back then. Um, and, and so um, here we are. So let's go to Acts chapter 6 and, uh, and, and verse 1. Now in the days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose against the Hebrews, uh, excuse me, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples and said, it is not right that we should give up preaching the word to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. When dealing with matters of, of race, and this is it's just this is division between two groups of people. The Hellenists were Greek-speaking people, and uh, they were uh, at, at odds and um, complaining about the Jews because they were being neglected, okay, in this distribution of food. And so it was wise that the, the, the 12, the apostles, picked some people who were full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. In dealing with this, these matters of race, we need people full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom not operating in the flesh, okay? So, and, and, and we all, Summit family, we have, we have the spirit of Christ. So when you deal with things, deal with them with the spirit of Christ. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Amen. So we should, we should deal with all issues, no matter what, with the right spirit. Pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And... What they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Permanus, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God, and this is what it's all about, the word of God continued to increase and the number of, of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Now, um, I 
I was on a, on a phone call with, um, with some pastors this week, and I, I was the only black on this particular Zoom call. Um, and we had a good, good discussion. And uh, you know what? They listened to what I had to say with the spirit of Christ. See, and I think what I see is, is troubles me uh, when I see people not listening and just going back and forth and back and forth. Um, and so what I would like to say um, to my white brothers and sisters is to not be dismissive when, uh, when black folks are saying black, black lives matter, when, when, when you hear uh, that about the injustice that we face as black people, um, as you hear about the pain that we feel. Um, some of the things that, that, I, that I've seen and, and have heard are just sort of dismissive. Well, you know what? All lives matter. And um, no black person I know disagrees with all lives matter. But I think sometimes the... Well, let me back up before I say that. The people that I know that talk about Black Lives Matter, and, and, and when, when I or anybody else says, and, and, and let, let me just make this clear, I believe Black Lives Matter. Y'all, listen, Black Lives Matter. And the focus on it at, at, at this time, the focus on Black Lives Matter to the people that, that I know are not saying that white lives don't matter. And what they're saying is blacks are experiencing hurt, pain, injustice, inequality. And if, if black lives don't matter, all lives don't matter. Um, okay, so, and, and to my white brothers and sisters, and I, and I love y'all, and, and, and I appreciate those of you that have a conversation with me or, or want and desire to have a conversation and have a desire to understand, I appreciate your heart and your spirit. Um, because what, what I encourage those that are kind of dismissive of, well, you know, um, slavery, you know, and that happened a long time ago. That's 400 years or however long, long ago it was. Um, you know, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> that is being very insensitive. And um, the Bible tells us, what about this? Even if you don't really understand if you listen, you might be able to understand. The Bible tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. That's a spirit of compassion, and, and I believe that's the spirit of Christ. Um, 
I know I got these scriptures lined up, but I'm just going to just, <laughs> y'all can look them up. And we're going to receive communion. But uh, thank y'all for helping me throw these scriptures up. Here's another one. Paul said, I become all things to all men. All right. Um, let's say, to, to help understand, uh, uh, now, when, when you looked at, in the book of Acts, you, you, you can see in the Bible, believers who all loved the Lord and all were in Christ, they had conflict. One group of people against another. And they quenched it. And, and how we do it is, is, is with the spirit of Christ. And we can demonstrate, we can all hold hands. And white folks can say, yes, black lives matter. And you know what? White folks are doing that. Okay? And not out of guilt. See, I, I, I don't want my, my white summit family, I don't, I don't want y'all, my white brothers and sisters in the summit family, I know y'all, y'all know me. And I don't want you to feel shame. We sing about it. No guilt and shame. I don't want you to feel shame. And I don't want you guilty, feel, feeling guilty. Why? Because Jesus took your guilt on the cross. Amen. You might say, well, I, 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 I love you, Pastor. I didn't do anything to you. I know that. I don't want you feeling guilty. Jesus took your guilt on the cross. He took your shame on the cross. But I, I want to help my white brothers and sisters who know my heart to help you understand, at least from my view, what black lives matter mean. Let's say you, you got kids. You got, a, you got 10 kids. And nine of your kids having a wonderful time, partying, jumping in the pool, eating birthday cake, you know. <laughs> ice cream, but you got one child over here, and that child is bleeding. And uh, that child hadn't had anything to eat before the cake and ice cream and, and hadn't been uh, just been neglected. In the book of Acts, those Hellenists were being complained that they were being neglected. Let's say you've got this child who's being uh, neglected. They're, they're bleeding. They, they, they fell, had an accident, and those in authority, the parents, see them hurting, see them suffering, see them bleeding, but they just go on with the party and act like, and, and act like that, that that child didn't matter. Okay, so let's say now the child is saying, hey, I matter. The child is not saying the others don't. That child at that time is the one that needs attention. You understand that? Are y'all hearing me? Let, let me know in the comment section over here. I'll, I'll look at them later. Uh, because I want y'all to hear me. Most of all, hear my heart. Um. You got a house on fire, and you on that street, but your house is not on fire. And the fire truck goes down the street, 
Um, and they, they dealing, they're going straight to that house on fire. And, and you might say, hey, what about my house? My house matters. Yeah, but your house not on fire. So black folks' house on fire right now. There's injustice going on. And it's um, from what, you know, I mean, it's, People say, well, it happens to everybody. Again, that's being insensitive. I know injustice happened to everybody, but it's disproportionate. IMO, in my opinion, from what I'm able to see, okay? Jesus gave the example, the parable in um, Luke chapter 15, that uh, the shepherd, if he loses one sheep, he goes, he leaves the 99, goes after the one. And it's not that the 99 don't matter. It's that the one was lost. And he gave attention to that one that was lost. So in my view, that's what Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter is about. Okay. Um, well, and I, I've seen, you know, I, I, like people, I've, I've, seen, I've seen people online that are my friends, you know, one, one friend says, will, will somebody speak up um, for, and this person said this online, a friend of mine, will somebody say something, well, why don't you speak out against the, the violence and the riots that are happening? My other friend, who's black, responded, I will if you stand up for George Floyd. And by the way, all the rioting and looting and, and violence in the streets are not done by, by, by blacks. First of all, because sometimes I think when people see rioting in the streets and looting and so like in their mind is a picture of black folk. And I don't deny that there's black folks out there doing that. And it is wrong. Um, so so you, so you see the, the conflict and the division among people who, who, are, who are in Christ. And uh, some of my white brothers and sisters are saying, well, you know, this, um, there's racism going on. I, I mean, there's stuff happening to everybody and just sort of dismissive of the fact that there's injustice to black folks. And they're crying out for black folks to say, why don't you stand up against the violence? And the violence is, is wrong, no matter who's committing it. Blacks, white, the looting, it's, it's, it's wrong. You know, to totally. Um, but as a friend of mine said, a good friend of mine, pastor, shout out to uh, Pastor Steve Haup in Kansas City, he said, the, the blacks that are on, on the street protesting and standing up against, uh, I mean, standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with armed 
policemen, they are bold. And Jesus can use that boldness. I have compassion on those young men, and I'll tell you, as my, my good friend Pastor Hobbs said, they don't need our criticism, they need our guidance. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for helping me up here. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, okay, what else did I want to share with you? Um, Lord, I just thank you for your help today. Hallelujah. And one thing we can do is we can pray. There's no accident that I've been teaching on authority that I've been teaching on, on, on prayer. Um, the, the last thing that I want to share with you, I think the last thing about this. Um, oh, here's, here's something that's really good. I, I saw people, people say that, well, the Bible is just a tool to back in slavery to, to keep people in slavery. While some slave masters may have used the Bible to enslave people, here's what the Lord showed me. You'll love this. I think you will. <laughs> the Jesus in the Bible is, is what delivered people from slavery. As they leaned on Jesus, it was the Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible that got us out of slavery. The last thing I want to say about this is um, it's a heart issue. There's always going to be racist. If you allow that to bother you, you're going to be troubled for the rest of your life because it will never go away. Sure, laws need to be adjusted. Okay? Things need to happen in the natural. They need to be done. I understand that. But you're not going to change a person from being a racist, whoever they may be, until their heart is changed. And only Jesus can change a person's heart. Racism is a spirit of division. The devil does not care about you at all. The inequalities, the, 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 uh, the unfair treatment of black folks, the injustice, it needs to stop. And the reason why, I'm not making excuses for violence in the streets, but like if you got pressure on a pipe, like my, uh, my friend Patrick Randolph, uh, pastor in, in Houston, he said, when you got pressure on a pipe, pressure's going to bust. And that's what we're seeing. Doesn't make it right, 
But that's, that's what we're seeing. Jesus, help us all. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give him praise right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you glory. We thank you for your help. We thank you for your grace. We cannot run your grace. Hallelujah. Just as a, uh, we're going to go ahead and receive communion together as a family, all my brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter the color of your skin, as a summit family, I'm telling you, uh, your pastor loves you. And, uh, and I hope today that y'all heard my heart and um, as I've been saying because of Psalm 91 because of uh, looking at always looking at the Bible through the lens of the cross. We know that we are in the secret place of the Most High. That secret place is in Christ Jesus. I want to invite you to go to John 16. This came up in one of our devotional times this week. Jesus said, in verse 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, <clears throat> that you may have peace. Peace is ours. Peace is a product of your spirit. It's yours in Christ. In the world, you will have tribulation. That's always going to be. But you're going to, always going to have the peace of God. And there's a reason for hope because God says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. Thoughts to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. You have a great future. God is moving in the earth. God is using the church today. Well, I tell you what, I, I, like I, I think I told you last week, I'm, I'm doubling down on getting this gospel out. We're going to be a part of the solution to turn haters into lovers. Because we have the ultimate solution. We know who the, the true enemy is. And you know what? The world, uh, many, many people in the world don't even believe the devil exists. And that may be the biggest trick he ever pulled. And he's the one, he's behind, the, hiding behind the rocks, you know, throwing the rocks, hiding his head. 
We know who you are. And we have authority. No accident I've been teaching on authority and prayer. We have authority over all the works of the devil. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of, be sad. No, be of good cheer. So there's joy and there's peace there. I have overcome the world. Guess what? You're in Christ. You are already an overcomer. That means you win. Having received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you reign in life. Circumstances don't change that. What's going on in the world don't change that. We need to give people who are in despair and people who have no hope, no, no faith in, in the system, we need to give them hope, the only true hope, and that's in Christ. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. The secret place is in Christ, where no evil, say, say no evil, will befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. In their hands, they shall bear me up, lest I dash my foot against a stone. With long life, with long life, will he satisfy me and show me his salvation, deliverance, preservation, healing safety, soundness, and prosperity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's partake of the bread. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We see you. We see you, Jesus. In the midst of all the trouble in the world, we see you as Jesus is, so are you. Thank you, Lord. We're forgiven. Lord, we don't receive any guilt, any shame, any condemnation, for you took all of our guilt and shame on the cross. We're washed and cleansed, sanctified holy, flawless, without blemish. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are new creations. We are your workmanship created in your image after your likeness. Thank you for the love that you put in our heart. Lord, we don't owe anybody anything except to love them. Lord, help us to get the gospel to more people. So love can replace hate. And love does no harm to a neighbor. Love is the fulfillment of the law. 
Thank you that we have this love shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Help us to, to share and spread this love to a lost and dying world. Bring people across our path that we can minister to. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you that our sins have been forgiven. Past, present, and future. You became Jesus. You became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Let's partake of the cup together. It's wonderful. We can receive communion. Summit family, all of us. We have a multicultural church. We will all, always will be. And um, I want you to know that your pastor loves you. I mean, I, I, I want to, when I say, uh, excuse me, your pastors, Pastor Al and Carla, we love you so much. And uh, we want you to experience God's best. Nothing changes that. If, if, if any circumstance in the world changes uh, what the Word says, what Psalm 91 says, uh, and, and the promises, we might as well pack it up. I believe this stuff I'm preaching. I, uh, we were 36 years old last week. We're 36 years and one week old today. Again, we started on a, um, started on a Thursday night, as I said, 1984. I graduated from Bible school on May 16th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Ran my Bible training center, came back, started the church. Um, Fifteen days later, I couldn't wait to get out of Tulsa. And uh, I love Tulsa, don't misunderstand me, but I just, my heart, man, I, I had a vision for starting then Agape Christian Center Thursday night. And then that was the 31st. And then our first Sunday service was um, on June 3rd. Wouldn't that be right? The first would be Friday at 6 in my mind. Yeah, second. Yeah, June 3rd was our first Sunday Sunday service. So, um, and 36 years later, I, I mean, I, I just, I'm thankful. I'm like Paul said, thank God for putting me into the ministry. And with that, I'm out of time, but I got a few scriptures um, on, on prayer I want to share with you. We've been on a, a series um, on prayer in the new covenant. It's still early. It's just, little bit after 18 minutes after 11 okay so um, thank you Jesus prayer is communication with God it's fellowship with God it's talking to God face to face um, it's it's and it's and it's listening to the Lord having communion having conversations with him not just in your quiet time in the morning, 
Um, those of you that have quiet time, I, I have a quiet time with, with, with the Lord, but um, I don't forget about him for the rest of the day. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And perfect peace in the Hebrew is um, it's the same Hebrew word for perfect and peace. Actually, it's the Hebrew word shalom. And actually what it, what it reads is, he shall keep you in shalom, shalom. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and peace is not just um, tranquility in your mind. It's, it's also healing. It's also prosperity. It's, it's nothing missing and nothing broken. It includes peace for your mind. It includes tranquility, but it's also prosperity. And how does that happen? When your mind is stayed on him. So keep your focus on Jesus. And when, when you focus on the word and who you are in Christ, your, that, that's, that's your mind being stayed on him. How are we changed? We're changed by beholding Jesus. By beholding Jesus, we, we become changed. So I encourage you to, to have little, little conversations with God throughout the day. And this is so, so appropriate when um, I want to go back over something, revisit something I shared last week about uh, Jesus being our high priest. And it's a wonderful thing because sometimes even about this situation that's going on with the, the, the division and the racial divide in our country, um, even when, when we don't know how to pray, you still have a prayer. And just pray what you got. Tell the Lord how you feel. He understands that. And we, listen, we have a high priest who adds his incense to our prayer to make us pray, uh, to cause us to pray a perfect prayer even when our prayer is not 100. Even when our prayer is not 100% correct, what he'll do He'll add his incense to it as our high priest and make our prayer perfect before the Father. Glory to God. And, and, and a great thing to do right now, as always, but especially now, pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit, because then you know you pray a perfect prayer when you're praying in the Spirit, because it's God talking to God. He that speaks in a tongue speaks not to man, but to God. However, uh, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. That's First uh, Corinthians chapter uh, fourteen, verse two. Thank you, Lord. First John five, fourteen and fifteen says, "This is the confidence that we have toward Him." Somebody say, "Prayer works." Prayer works. See, it's. It's pointless to pray if you don't expect results. Prayer changes things. Thank you, Lord. And um, watch what you feed on. I said, watch what you feed on. 
And as I've, I've been sharing, you can lose hope and you can get in fear if you just feed on the news all the time. You can get angry. Just feeding on, the, and it's not just, um, it's just not just the news on television. It's news online. It's folk talking online. Man, I've been going through dialogues of people trying to get an understanding of where people are coming from. And um, there are people who are frustrated. I mean, and they got all these different ideas and opinions. And um, and I'm not talking about the world. I, I mean, I'm talking about people in Christ. So, um, and I was talking to somebody this week, and they said, I'm, I think I'm going on a Facebook fast. <laughs> and um, that's not a bad idea. Um, because... You read certain, you read enough of it, man, you can get on Facebook and all of a sudden you can find yourself on there for an hour. And uh, I want to challenge you, some in family, to put, well, let me ask you a question. Not to put any guilt and condemnation on, uh, on you, but you've been reading a lot, doing a lot of research, doing a lot of looking at people's posts and different things like that. How much time do you spend in the Word of God? Because the Word is only going is, is to encourage you and give you hope. Jesus is never going to discourage you. He's never going to put shame and, and guilt and condemnation on you. The Word is going to, it's designed to build you up. And it seems like a lot of people, they just want to read everything but the Word. We need to feed on the Word of God. Sunday mornings, it's not enough. I mean, we got to believe in our heart and, and really have this subtle that He hears me when I pray. He hears me. You understand what? He hears me. I mean, make a prayer. He hears me. And that's a confidence. And see, the word will give you confidence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, my father and I, we got a relationship. See, that's, that's how we know that no evil will befall us. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me. And just sometimes just thank it, Lord, thank you with long life. You'll satisfy me. Thank you that by Jesus' stripes I was healed. Thank you that you've redeemed my life from destruction. You've crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies. You caused my youth to be renewed like the eagles. You sent your word and healed me and delivered me from my destruction. Thank you, Lord. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, 
according to his will, he hears us. And somebody said, well, yeah, but you got to make sure you ask according to his will. His will is his word. So we can say like this. If it's not complicated. If we ask anything according to his word, he hears me. So, see, his ears are open to our prayers. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Who are you? You're the righteousness of God in Christ. Keep that in mind. We'll get back to that. But because you're righteous, his ears are open to your prayers. He hears you when you pray because you ask according to his word. You find a promise, claim it according to his word. You can say, Lord, thank you for my healing in Jesus' name. So you, you've asked according to his, his word. He hears you. Watch this. You know he hears you, right? Because you ask according to what? His word. And if we know that he hears us, the next verse says, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Glory to God. And you can talk to God about the little things. The little things in your life that matters to him. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I've been pastoring for 36 years. I know what I'm talking about. I know what God will do in your life. I know that God will turn people around. We're not a black church. I never, uh, I've always said this. We're not a black church. It's not, this is, it, we're the church. And, and we don't try to get white people to come and try to get anybody to come. My assignment is to preach the word. And I knew the people of all races will come and they will still come. Hallelujah. I probably should have opened with this one. Ephesians chapter 6. I probably should have started with this. <laughs> Praying at all times in the Spirit. Now I know Paul said in Corinthians, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. And in that context, in 1 Corinthians 14, when he said, I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding. Um, in that context, praying in the Spirit is talking about praying in tongues. But in this context, praying in the Spirit is used uh, in uh, the generic sense. Praying at all times in the Spirit. Because see, when you're praying in tongues, you're certainly praying in the Spirit. But you can also pray with the Spirit in your native language, in my case, in, in English, okay? So we're, how do you pray in the Spirit in English? Well, as the Spirit leads you, okay? Let the Spirit of God lead you in prayer. 
praying always, praying at all times. That means keep on praying. Always be in communion with God. As you go to work, as you go to the grocery store, as you go about your daily business, depend on the Lord. They don't, all your prayers don't have to be long prayers. It's not the length of your prayers. It's not how many scriptures you put in your prayer. And God hears you instantly. As I shared, we don't bombard heaven. Bombard means to attack. You don't have to attack heaven because heaven's open. Amen. And the Spirit of God is in you. Uh, you have a closeness and, 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 and uh, uh, develop an intimacy with the Father. Well, you just talk to him. You share with him what's on your heart. Now, so, so pray at all times in the Spirit. The Spirit, uh, as he prompts you to pray for somebody, pray for them. Or situation. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He'll lead you in prayer. I mean, our life should be so intertwined. I am the vine. Jesus said you are the branches. And as, as, as we are intertwined with him, I mean, his thoughts, like you, you, you really can't tell the difference difference between your desire and his desire. His thought and your thought. Because he, he'll inspire thoughts in your mind. Does that make sense to you? Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to, to that end, keep alert with all uh, perseverance making supplication for all the saints. And this is why I said I should open with this. And also for me. Now Paul is a minister of the gospel. And uh, I appreciate all y'all who've been praying for me. Thank you, Jesus. Pray for me. Pray for your pastors, Pastor Al and, and, and Carla, Summit family. Amen. I'm not just saying that because it's just a thing, thing to say. I really, I really need your prayers. And you should pray for your, your pastors. Amen. Leaders, those in authority, all those in authority, president, vice president, because of the office that they hold, governors, senators, congressmen, mayors, um, school teachers, and school administrators, policemen, and firemen, and and city councilmen, representatives in the house, pray for those in authority, the Bible says, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable lives, life in all godliness and reverence. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God who desires all men to be saved. See, that's the bottom line. For all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Because in this world, there's just light and darkness. That's it. There's light and darkness. Three classes of people. Paul said, give no offense to the Jew. 
nor the Gentile, nor the church of God. That's how God looks at the world. There's either the Jew, everybody's not a Jew, non-Jew, that's the Gentile. Everybody's not a Jew, obviously, a non-Jew, but everybody's is a non-Jew, a Gentile. So Jew, Gentile, and the church. The church consists of Jews and Gentiles. The church consists of all classes and races of people who made Jesus the Lord of their life. So pray for me. Why? This is how to pray for ministers. Watch this. Very simple. That words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. You, you want to pray that words are given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly. You want your pastor to be bold. You want, amen, to proclaim what? The gospel. It's about the gospel. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth that will make people free, the gospel of grace, the, God, the, the, the gospel of, that, that will cause, again, love to come in people's heart. When, when people need to understand today See, a lot of people who are causing trouble don't understand how much God loves them. Amen. People who are racist don't understand how much God loves them. And we need to let people know that God is not mad at them. And what Jesus did on the cross, not yell and scream at people, but give them the gospel. Think about Martin Luther King and the, the kind of love that, that he walked in. To have like protests that are non, nonviolent and, and he walked in a boldness and a love. Amazing. It's amazing. So y'all know how to pray for me? The words may be given to me. In opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, Ephesians 4, 16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive what? Mercy and grace to help in time of need. God's throne is called the throne of grace. God is so much into grace. He's a God of all grace. His throne is called the throne of grace. And, we, we, and how do we come? We come boldly because we belong there. A couple more scriptures. James 5. See, your mindset, when you, when you come to the, the throne of God, the throne of your Father, your mindset should be boldness. When you think about when God created man, man, Adam walked and talked with God in the cool of the day. He had fellowship with God. I mean, that's the biggest blessing that we have is that we have fellowship with God. You could talk to God, your father, anytime you want to. He's got all the answers. He's got all the solutions. He's got everything you need. Glory to God. You can, you can get mercy. Thank you, Lord. 
Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. And what else can you get? Grace. That's when you get what you don't deserve. Thank you, Jesus. James 5 says, therefore, confess your sins not to God but to one another. See, your sins are, 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 are forgiven. But when you uh, have stuff in your life, you have faults and you have sins and, and things that you're struggling with, it's good to have somebody that you can, and, and that's the great thing about, uh, I'm excited about getting um, our, our winning groups and, and, and just relaunching our winning groups because in a winning group setting and you get to know people in Christ that when you are dealing with something, uh, struggling with something, you have a challenge in your life, you may have an addiction or some, some sort of thing that you just need to, uh, you may have a sin in your life and you don't like it. God has already forgiven you 2,000 years ago, but yet it's good to have somebody to talk to. And that's what this is talking about, confessing. And there's some people you don't want to tell your sins to because they're going to put it on blast. I'm not talking about just announcing to everybody, putting it on Facebook. I'm talking about going to somebody that, that you know loves you, somebody you're in relationship with. And see, because, like, if, if, you, if you committed a sin, you don't want people that, that don't understand the grace of God, that don't understand the gospel, that'll tell you, well, you shouldn't have done that. And uh, you should ought to be ashamed of yourself. You've been a Christian too long to be acting like that. No, you want somebody that can tell you, that even though you sin, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. And, and God never quit loving you. He never stopped loving you. Be encouraged. See, that's what happens in a grace environment in a gospel environment, in a love environment, you can say, look, I'm, I'm dealing with this. And see, so, so somebody can build you up. So confess your sins to one another and watch. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The, the prayer of a righteous man does what? Has great power as it is working. The the Amplified says the prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. You are the righteousness of God in, in Christ, and your prayer has tremendous power. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about prayer in the New Covenant. Verse 17. See, this is New Covenant praying. Coming boldly. Talking to the Lord. Let, letting the Lord talk to you. Now, right after he says... The prayer of a righteous man avails much. He says, Elijah, he gives an example. Elijah was a man. Now, listen, he didn't even live in, a, in, the, in the covenant that we're living now. He lived in a covenant that wasn't as good as ours. He didn't have the Spirit of God living in him. In the new covenant, we, we've got the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. And it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And even in a covenant that's not as good as ours, look at this. He prayed fervently that it might not rain. And it didn't rain, what, for three and a half years. 
paraphrasing. Somebody said, wow. Man, that's something to meditate on. Your prayers make tremendous power available. And, and it says, it says, Elijah was a man just like you. He wasn't some super being. Now, he was a prophet, and he had the Spirit of God to come on him to fulfill his assignment as a prophet and to do certain things, perform miracles. He had the Spirit of God come on him, but he didn't have the Spirit of God living in him like we do. And if he could pray and it don't rain for three and a half years, what can you do? What can you and I do when we pray? Don't tell me your prayers won't change things. I got anybody that, anybody ever been delivered from something? Anybody ever, God brought you out of something? That, that, that no human could have got you out of that. And you don't, some of you don't even know how you got out of it. Uh, can anybody testify? No, I can. But God. He'll open doors nobody can shut. There's nothing can stop you when you understand your authority, when you understand prayer. I'm going to close with this, 2 Corinthians 5.21, for our sake. He made him to be sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. Ooh-wee. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. That means that you, what does that mean? You have right standing with God, which means you're not guilty. You are well-pleasing to God, accepted and approved. Thank you, Lord. And your prayers make tremendous power available. Thank you, Lord. That's something. Amen. Amen. So as I was sitting um, and enjoying the word as, <clears throat> as you are, and Pastor uh, got in on uh, the message, so it was just really strong to come and pray but what I was, what, what the um, instructions were, were to have those of you that whatever field you're in to stand because you represent that industry, that field, and you have a voice. And God wants to speak through you and use you in that field. And some of you if you look back, you've gone through hell. You've gone through all kinds of stuff to get where you are. And I know it's for such a time as this. 
in the voice that you have, God wants to speak through you to create a new precedent for such a time as this. And so I believe that the boldness and the wisdom of God that pastor shared and talked about, that it resonated with you. And that you will have the exact words, you will have the exact layout to say, to do whatever's necessary to make the changes that need to happen. And, and we're, we're standing, I mean, there, I mean, we're standing and believing. I'm telling you, this is so exciting. Painful, but yet exciting about what God is doing and how he's using his people. So I want you to stand. Whatever field you represent, you're the one. You're it. You're it. You're the voice. Amen. And God's going to speak to you so powerful. And, it's, and I'm telling you, it, and, and you're going to have ears from people that, you, you, that wouldn't even turn their heads when you walked in the room. But now their ears are open, and we believe and declare that their hearts are open. That's a word. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so we're believing. Oh, my Lord, thank you for your mercy and your goodness and your grace. And so, Father, we come and we're so excited, Lord. In the midst of this darkness, we see, we see the light. Thank we you. see the end of the tunnel, Father. We trust. We're trusting, Father. And we're doing what you've asked us to do. And that's to come boldly to the throne of grace. And Father, we are coming with much confidence. And we know, Lord, because your word says that this is the confidence that we have if we ask anything that we shall ask. We know that we have the desire and we have the petition that we desire of you. And Lord, as we stand in our field and as we represent these areas, Lord, we're opening ourselves to use us. We ask you, Lord, to speak through our minds or speak through our lips, think through our minds. Give us your wisdom. Let us hear you so clear, Lord. Let us hear you so clear that when we open our mouths, Lord, the hearts of the evil will be broken, will be changed. They'll see the Jesus in us. They'll see the light. Not us. They'll see the light. They'll see the light of you, Lord, and they'll drop their weapons. They'll drop their mean, evil plan of deception, and they'll come into the light of the Lord. And we know, Lord, that we're protected, we're covered, we're shielded, our families, our businesses, because we're trusting you. And you give your angels charge over us. Thank you, Jesus. And we're thanking you for it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. We're not moved by circumstances. And Father, we'll weep with those who weep and we'll rejoice with those who rejoice. But we will not back down. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the supernatural strength that we need and we have, and we can only get it from you. We're nothing without you, but we're everything with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We're honored to be a part 
of your great plan. Thank you, Jesus. And we're proud to be your children. Thank you, Father, for your passion, your compassion, and your love. And we receive it now, and we rejoice for the victory in this country, in our lives, in our homes, and in our businesses, and in our churches. And we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Just let the Spirit of God just saturate you right now. Let's agree together and let's let's reach out to people right now who who don't know the Lord. Yes. 